0: Amen. I'm going to try to move through this. I mean, it, after all, it is New Year's Day. Y'all probably have black eyed peas sitting on the stove. Yes? No? No black eyed peas? Okay, all right. No problem. No problem. We had a great service last Sunday. We were blessed to have uh, Pastor Caleb Ash uh, here. And uh, minister great. I mean, come on, give God a hand for that. Yeah. We're so grateful that they could be here and He could minister. Um, obedience led me here. I, I love that. Obedience is powerful. Obedience is so powerful. Amen. Praise God. And um, I'm excited about what God is doing. There's so many things that you'll you'll start hearing. Uh, we've got, I've got calendar items laid out all year. I've been, I'm really excited about 2023, and uh, what God is doing, where God's taking us. So I want you to be ready. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, Father, thank you so much today for giving us opportunity now to spend this time in your Word. I pray that your people have hearing ears, seeing eyes, and receiving hearts. That God, every person will be able to. Grab hold of what what is spoken here in this place. I pray that, God, you give me divine utterance from heaven. And I pray, Father, that the word of God will have free course in this place and be glorified among your people. I bind every hindering force from the enemy that will try to stop the flow of the word. I bind even every seducing spirit, every doctrine of demons that will try to enter the hearts and minds of your people to teach them out of what you're teaching us into. And I pray, Father, that, God, we will apply the word to our lives quickly, right away, immediately, so that we'll begin to get the fruit, the evidence, the manifestation of the word in our lives. Let it be to us according to your word, we pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen and amen. Hallelujah. I'm talking today on the subject, how to guarantee prosperity in 2023. How to guarantee prosperity in 2023. The new year is always an exciting time of the year for all of us, amen. And we get into a place where we're excited about transition. Things are changing. You're closing out one year, beginning a whole new year. And, you know, you got all kind of things you do. Your people go and they have New Year's Eve parties. We heard some of the fireworks starting to go off yesterday afternoon and uh, in late into the night last night. And I heard some people ha- heard fireworks going off, you know, even Friday night. Amen. People have all kind of things they do. People go and stand in New York waiting for a big ball to drop. Yes. Amen. Because they're excited about a new year. Because a new year does bring excitement. I mean, just the fact that you're saying the word new, new is exciting. I mean, don't, don't you get excited about new clothes? Come on now, a new car, a new home, right? So new is always exciting. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. So new is always exciting to people. Whether you are born again or not, new is exciting. Amen. And so we're in this new time where people are shifting. There are transitions that we're making. People have high hopes. People have high expectation for the coming year. Amen? We're ending the old. We're ending the old. Philippians 3.13 talks about forgetting that which is behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Right? So we're not, we're, not, we're not holding on to the old things. Thank God for what he did in 2022. God did some amazing things in 2022. But we're not holding on to that, thanking God for it, but we're moving on to a new year. How many of y'all know that there have been some failures in 2022? There have been some mistakes in 2022. There have been some hard things in 2022. But we're still letting go all of those old things and reaching forward to what God has in this year ahead. Hallelujah. So we're grabbing a hold of some new things, amen? So when we start New Year, people have New, re- new Year's resolutions, right? They last about three days, seven days, 14 days. I'm not, I'm not big into resolutions. I'm big into revolution. Revolution is where you just change. Resolution is an idea. Revolution is a change. People break resolutions <laughs> all the time, but a revolution means you change yourself. Amen. People have resol- resolutions that, that, that they make, praise God. New commitments. Yes. I'm, I'm going to commit to, you know, to, to be on time to work this year. I'm, I'm going to pray every day this year. People make all kinds of commitments. New jobs. new You know, everybody's moving right now, you know, near, near the end of the year. Rubbermaid containers are just, in a, you know. Everybody's moving this time of year, praise God. But it's a new time. It's an exciting time. But I'm not interested in giving you any kind of resolution. I want to get, see a revolution in our lives. Now, I looked up, you know, there are also New Year's. There's also some uh, traditions. We call them traditions. Many of them are superstitions. People have entering the new year. You can't, you can't enter the New Year with your, with your house dirty. Right. Okay. You got to have a clean house, got to have all your clothes clean. Is it tradition or is it superstition? Is it... superstition. Well, here's a question. If it's, just, if, it's just, if it's not superstition, then what makes New Year's Day any different than December 31st? It's superstition. It's superstition. You can't bring in the new year with a dirty house, right. a dirty clothes, dirty car. Superstition. Now I think we should stay, keep it clean all the time. You got to have a man into your house first. I don't y'all grew up on that one. something I know that though that are are real popular. I I, kind of searched and looked different cultures that for prosperity for prosperity for good luck. If you want good fortune in this year you got to eat some greens and black eyed peas. How many of y'all heard that? So that's why I actually got black eyed peas on the stove. Now you won't touch black-eyed peas any other time of year, but black-eyed peas is the premium on New Year's. I, I I searched online and I saw some different things that in in the Italian culture it said some people they eat lentils. On, on is that right? I, okay, so I have some uh, resident Italians. They said they don't know anything about that, but this is what this is what Google says. Lentils. People of Scandinavian descent eat fish. This is as a matter of good luck or prosperity. This is what they want for prosperity. They believe if you eat these certain things, just like in our culture, when I say our, I mean brown folk, uh, people, culture, uh, eat black eyed peas and greens. In the Greek culture, they eat basil pie. Basil pie. I don't have any resident Greek people in here that I know of. I read that in the Spanish culture, for good luck and prosperity, one of the things that that is done in, in the Spanish culture is eating 12 grapes at midnight. Is that true? Anybody know about that? Is that true? Okay, so okay. 12 grapes at midnight. One thing they also do, I heard in the Spanish culture, is stand on one foot. Okay, I'm getting the yeses. All right. I'm just telling you what I I read, but these are all things that people do generation to generation because they want prosperity, and they believe that if you eat these things or do these things, they bring some sort of good luck. Let me, first of all, tell you, there's no such thing as luck, good or bad. I got no amens. There's no such thing as luck, good or bad. Okay? We don't operate on luck. Okay? So, but they believe, people believe if you do these things, it'll give you good luck so you'll have good fortune and prosperity in the coming year. Hallelujah. But I want to go to the Word of God and see a place that gives us a clear prescription for good fortune. A clear prescription, a sure way to guarantee prosperity in 2023. Whether you got beans or lentils or black-eyed peas or stand on one foot or 12 grapes or not. If you do what the word of God says, there's there's a scriptural guarantee of prosperity in 2023. Anybody want to prosper? I don't just mean money. I'm talking about every area of your life. Every area of your life to be successful, to increase, to advance. Well, the Bible gives us a clear way for this to happen. That won't be luck. It'll happen in 2023, 2024. It'll happen the rest of your life. In every, every area of your lives, it'll happen. And it's found in the book of Psalms. Psalm number one. New Year's Day, January 1, 1-1. On 1-1, we're going to look at Psalm number one. And as you open your Bibles to Psalm number one, I want to bring something out to you that every book of the Bible, when you read the books of the Bible, I encourage you all to read the books of the Bible. I encourage you to study the Bible, not just read it, to study it, actually. But you'll find that every book gives its theme somewhere in the first chapter, the first few verses of that book. So you want to know what the theme of the book is. For example, I don't have this this written down here, but one example is in the book of Malachi. People get so afraid or so offended by the book of Malachi. They talk about, you know, the tithe and the churches preach on tithing. Malachi isn't about tithing. The book of Malachi is about honor. You read the very first chapter, the the first few verses, God talks about honor. It's all about honor. So when you read tithe later on in chapter 3, you have to read tithe in in the context of honor. So any book you read, you read the first chapter of it, you're going to find the very uh, theme of the book. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's the theme of the whole book. In fact, that's the theme of the whole Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You read the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua, you'll see in Joshua chapter 1. Right around verse 2, where it talks about what God God says to to Joshua, he said, listen, Moses, my servant, is dead. Get up. up. And you and these people go over this Jordan, and y'all take this land that I've given you. So the whole book is based on that one theme, that it's the people going into the promised land. Are y'all getting this here? The book of Proverbs, we read that every month, right? Right. Proverbs chapter 1 today. Well, in Proverbs chapter 1, you look at verse 2, and it gives the whole theme. The theme of the whole book is to know wisdom and instruction. The theme of the whole book of Proverbs is to know wisdom and instruction. Are y'all hearing me today? Every book gives its theme. So when we open the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms, we see the theme of the whole book of Psalms right here in the first psalm. How many psalms are there? Y'all know? 150, right? So we find the theme of the whole book in the first psalm. In fact, if you want to really get specific, Dean Gershom, we find the theme of the whole book in the first word. I wish somebody opened up Bibles. The theme of the whole book is in the first word. The first line is "Blessed is the man." Yes. So the whole theme of the Book of Psalms is to tell you how to be a blessed man, how to be a blessed person. So you read all the things about it through the Book of Psalms, and we like to camp out in Psalms, all 150 of them. No matter what you see, whether you see imprecatory prayers or you see these praise prayers, they're all about you being living a blessed life comparing the righteous and the wicked and the life that we live as the righteous people of God living the blessed life. Here, somebody say the blessed life. the blessed life. So he starts out the theme of the whole book with, with the word with, psalm, with the word, song, with the word uh, blessed. Blessed. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. Do you want to know how to be blessed? Here it is right here. Blessed is the man. Now, now if, if you just want, want, to, want to put bookends on this, We look at how the the psalms end. Look at Psalm 150. Psalm 150 and verse, (laughs) glory to God, verse 6. Let's see how the book ends. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Now, this may not make any sense to you, but if you understand, every book and every theme has spiritual implication to us. So we start out with bless. We end up with praise the Lord. So, the theme of the whole book is if you start blessed and stay blessed, you're going to praise the Lord. That went over somebody's head. You want me to be deep. No, this is very simple. If you start out blessed and live blessed, you're going to praise the Lord. The blessing will help you praise. Now, it's interesting because, because we have been we grew up on the, on the song, the theme that when praises go up, blessings come down, and that's true. But also, God wants you to know that the more he bless you, the more he wants you to praise him. That's right. That's right. That when blessings come down, praises ought to go up. Our response to blessing is praise. I wish I had a couple more amens. If I have two more amens, I'll be good. So, blessed is the man... Blessed is the man. I'll get into more here. But blessed is the man, and at the end, praise you the Lord. Right. Yes, sir. My, my. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Some people don't praise because they don't realize how much they're blessed. Tell your neighbor, you're blessed more than you know. You ought to get your praise up a little, a little higher. A little higher. If you realize how blessed you truly were, you wouldn't sit there, you wouldn't have no mumble praise, mumble praise. You know, you know they got mumble rap out there. Some people got mumble praise. No, no, you can't have no mumble praise, man. You gotta let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise them on the high sound of symbol, praise on the loud sound of symbols. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. That's the theme of the whole book. Blessing and praise. Are y'all getting this here? So, I want you to see this here, that from Psalm number one, verse one, word one, we see God's will for your life. Shhh. Y'all better grab a hold of this. From Psalm one, verse one, word number one, we see God's will for your life is to be blessed. Somebody say, bless me, Lord. bless me, Lord. Now, he says, I'll bless you, and I'll show you how to get there. Now, let me, let me do something real quick before I go forward with that, because some of y'all don't seem like you understand what this is talking about. That word blessed, I want you to switch media, please, to the Amplified Classic for me. And let's look at that same word blessed, and let's see how the, how the Hebrew expands it, how the Amplified expands it from the Hebrew meaning, this word Look at what it says here, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable. So when the Bible says blessed, that's how it starts out. That's God's theme for the whole book of Psalms. It starts out Psalm 1, verse 1, word 1, blessed. What he's telling you is my will for your life is that you be happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody's trying to be happy. It's the pursuit of happiness. And he says, I can show you that. I got, I got that. That's part of my plan. Gotcha. Fortunate. That's why people are getting fortune cookies and they're getting, you know, their they tarot cards, and they're they they waving sage and they're 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 waving incense and come on now and they're eating black-eyed peas. Y'all ain't y'all ain't saying anything. That's why they're eating 12 grapes at midnight. It's because they're trying to get this. Happy, fortunate. Where, where, did, it, where did it go? Happy, fortunate, prosperous, enviable. Happy, fortunate, prosperous, enviable. Fortunate. In, in the world, the world will call it lucky. But there's no such thing as luck, good or bad. You can have good fortune and bad fortune. Hallelujah. There's a difference. Luck is chance. Fortune is something thats you're down a path. It's a course that God lays out for your life, and he wants us to be fortunate. Fortunate means good things always happen to you. Did anybody catch that? Good things always happen to you. And when good things always happen to you, you don't take an L laying down. Y'all, y'all don't know the... Y'all, some of y'all don't know what, what's the L. L means loss. L, L means loss. I, mean, I got I to talk regular. I'm sorry. You don't take the L lying down. You don't, you know... If, 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 you, if a loss happens, you just... Wait a minute. That's not supposed to happen to me. What went wrong? Let me get back, let me backtrack and get this right and get back what the devil stole because I'm not supposed to have anything unfortunate happening in my life. So happy, fortunate, prosperous. Now, when you see that word prosperous, many people think money and and it it includes money. But let let me give you a substitute word for that, successful. Just so you understand, successful, it doesn't mean just money. God wants you and me to have successful marriages, successful families, successful careers, successful ministry, successful in everything, every area of our lives, successful in sports. I mean, whatever God gives you to do, it's, he wants you to be successful. Matter of fact, so successful, Isaac, that you're enviable. Y'all, y'all ain't saying nothing. In the 26th chapter of, of Genesis, yeah. Isaac, God, prospered Isaac so much that the Philistines, the Bible says, envied him. He, he began to prosper and, and continued prospering and became very prosperous, and the Philistines envied him. Glory to God. Right around Genesis 26, verse 14, they envied him. And so God wants you to have an enviable life. He wants you to have a life where folk just, they start talking bad about you. I don't know who this is for this morning. Happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable. Now, he further gives us a pictorial view of what this looks like in verse 3. Because he starts in verse 1 by saying blesses the man. Then he goes through qualifiers, but then verse 3 says, says to us, here's what that blessing looks like. Are you seeing it? He shall be, he who, that blessed man, shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit when? In its season, in its season whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So notice he says, this blessed man shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Notice he didn't just say like a tree. But he specifically says a tree planted by the rivers of water. Now I looked up, I Googled it just to see what's what's, what's special about a tree planted by the rivers of water. Trees planted by rivers of water have a regular supply of nourishment. Trees have a regular supply of nourishment and refreshment. Rivers of water, not stagnant water. But when you have rivers of, of, rivers of water, the water's never the same. I don't know if y'all caught that. Do you, you understand in a river, the water's never the same? From moment to moment, the water's never the same? Because it's flowing water. It's not a pond. It's, it's a river. So the water is, is coming from somewhere and going somewhere else. So that tree that's planted is always getting fresh nourishment, fresh refreshment. And that tree by the, by, the, by the water, it sends its roots down deep and so it becomes strong and sturdy and has a good root system. And because it's strong and sturdy, it has a good root system, according to, 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 the, 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 to what I found online, the research, is that it will consistently bear fruit. You gotta catch this. It will consistently bear fruit. In other words, there's not a time when a tree by the river, of living by a river of water, does not bear fruit, because it's getting constant nourishment. It's getting constant refreshment. So this isn't just a tree planted somewhere. It's a tree by the river of water. So he says, the person who is blessed, the person who follows my counsel, he says, this person will be like that tree. So you're constantly having refreshment. Constantly supplied with nourishment. You are strong and you are sturdy. That's why a tree that's planted by the rivers of water, even when a storm comes, that tree doesn't go anywhere. Because it's strong and it's sturdy and it has a good root system. And because it has a good root system, that though the, the branches may sway, it may lose a branch here and there, but the tree itself will not fall and every branch it loses it will grow back because it's got fresh nourishment and refreshment. So he says, this is what it looks like when you are blessed. Anybody want to be blessed? When you are blessed, you live a life of regular supply of nourishment. The Bible says, blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Regular Nourishment, oh my God. Regular, nourishment is the food, the nutrients that it receives to give it life. So when you're planted by the rivers of water, you, you can't have life sapped out of you. You're constantly being nourished, constantly being refreshed, and you're going to constantly bear fruit. That's what it says here. He shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Notice it says, whose leaf also shall not wither. The leaves don't wither. Leaves wither because they're dry. The tree dries out. But when you're planted by a river of water, you're not, You ever seen Christians who look like they dried out? Don't, come on, just look straight ahead. You ever seen Christians Lord like they just dried out? Everybody praising and they can't get a praise on, they're dried out. Y'all ain't saying much to me. They're, they're, everybody's smiling, they can't get a smile on because they're dried out. Well, Pastor, you don't understand life. You don't understand how life is. Okay, you're just a tree. You need to move transplant from where you are and get planted by the river of water. Because if you're planted by the river of water, no matter what happens... No matter what comes, no matter what goes, you're going to be constantly nourished and constantly refreshed. Your leaf will not wither. And it says, and you're going to always bring forth your fruit in its season. That means you're going to always have, here's the word the world is trying to steal, manifestation. The world's trying to steal our word, Manifestation. And they'll tell you, do this to get manifestation. Burn this candle for manifestation. Wave this this palm for manifestation. No, you want manifestation, you gotta get planted by the rivers of water. Are y'all with me on this today? So here's what it looks like here. Then, I want you to see this part here in verse three. And it says, whatever he does, shall prosper. Hallelujah. Now we already shouted earlier. Can I just teach you here? Because I, I don't want you shouting and then 2024 looks the same as 2022. And you thinking something wrong with God, something wrong with pastor. It ain't me, it ain't God. He says in verse 3, at the end, and whatever he does shall prosper now I, i'm just i'm just going to ask you does this sound to you like guarantee yes sir yes sir yes. because he said whatever he does shall prosper yes, shall is not the realm of possibility shall is the realm of it's going to happen it's a fact it it will happen and then he he says this, and whatever he does. That, that's why I said, you, you, once you get this here, you can't take an L lying down. Because I'm supposed to be prospering. I have a guarantee of prosperity in 2023. Now watch this, watch this. He says, and whatever he, he does shall prosper. Now that word prosper comes from the Hebrew word Saleh. Saleah, which means, watch this, to advance. So whatever you do is going to advance. In other words, you'll never be stuck again in your life. I don't know who got that. I will never be stuck again in my life. I'm going to advance. I'm going to advance this year. I'm going to advance the rest of my life. I'm not going to be the same place next year that I am this year. Do you know, do you know that in, in the, in, there's an old uh, Japanese curse that the Japanese will pronounce to other people? And here's a Japanese curse. You want to hear it? Here's a Japanese curse. May you always be the same. The Japanese would speak that curse over each other. If they didn't like you, they were mad at you, and they wanted to just curse your life. The curse was, may you always be the same. And some of y'all, y'all not getting it. You're not getting it. What, what they're saying is, may you never advance. May you be just as poor and broke and sick as you, as you are now the rest of your life and stupid and belligerent and and disrespectful and whatever it is that they see you as may you always be the same and that's a curse <laughs> and you you and I know that that's not our lot because he says whatever we do shall prosper whatever we do shall advance we're supposed to be advancing you should not be the same 2023 January 1 as you were 20 as you were January 1 2022 If you are, there's something you didn't do in 2022. And it wasn't God and it wasn't pastor. Glory to God. We shall advance. Whatever he does shall shall advance. It means also to prosper. You know what that means, to prosper, to be successful. It means make progress. Somebody say make progress. progress. I shall make progress. Glory to God. Your progress, the Bible. Paul told Timothy, your progress should be evident to all. People ought to see your progress. Glory to God. People ought to see you dressing a little better than now than you. Y'all ain't saying much to me. I mean, you might have come in, you know, wearing lean over shoes, but now you know you. Y'all quiet in this Baptist church. I better. You might, you might have come in and you, you know your hem was falling out of your dress, but now you just you made you made some progress. Y'all can be quiet all you want. So I'm gonna preach right at you. You might have come in and you couldn't iron everything, but now you got a steam iron. You got you got you just You might have come in and your makeup was all bad. You didn't know how to do your makeup, you were just trying, but now you're just now you're you're on you're on fleet now, just you're flawless. You might have come in and your car made all the noise. Everybody knew you was coming before you got there. But now, but now look at you. You're making progress. You might have come in and you and your husband or wife was fighting and fussing and cussing all the time, but now, now you're at least sitting by each other. You're making progress. So whatever you mean is you show progress. You make progress. Then he says this is to succeed. Notice his last line: to be profitable. Whatever he does shall be profitable. Whatever he does shall be profitable. I don't know how many business owners do I have in here, but he says, Whatever he does shall be profitable. Can I get some hallelujahs in this place? Today? If you got a business issue, you ought to expect your business to be profitable. Not this, well, three years, five years, show no profit. No, 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 that's the world. It says whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever, is, sir. whatever he does shall be profitable. Yes. Glory to God. All right. Let, let, let's help you with this whole part, this next part here, because maybe prosperity don't, don't turn you on. He says whatever he does shall prosper, advance, prosper, make progress, succeed, be profitable. The word whatever, I said, look, let me look that up. I mean, I think we know what whatever means, but I want to look it up. From the Hebrew word kol, which means all. Oh, you got to catch it. The whole, any. Each man, y'all, man, y'all, plan me every anything. Y'all didn't catch that. Anything you do shall prosper. Y'all, y'all you better catch that. Let me, let me, I'm gonna help somebody right here. Anything you do, that means you don't need a multi-million dollar idea before you start a business. He t- said, oh God, this might be for one person online. Anything you do is going to prosper. You can just fool around and prosper. Well, I don't, I don't have the plans. No, no, I ain't, I ain't talking about all your plans together. God will give you the plans on the road. Just He said anything you do will prosper, though. I'm gonna sell chicken wings at the back of my trunk. Anything you do will prosper. Y'all, y'all still, y'all not, y'all not catching this. Y'all not catching it. Anything, anything. I don't know what to do. Anything. See, I'm bringing this out so you catch this part here. That no matter what you do in your life, it's supposed to prosper if you follow God's plan. That God has given you and me a guarantee of prosperity that if we just do something, he's going to cause us to prosper Anything. Totality. What's his last, last last word, this last word? Everything. So do this and do that. I can do this and that. Well, just, just do that because it's anything. Right. Right. But build yourself up to do that, this and that because he said everything. I mean, you can go all kinds of different ways to get this here to prosper here. He said anything, totality, everything. Whatever he does shall prosper. Are y'all, are y'all getting this here? Yes, sir. So, if you get married, Y'all didn't catch this. This is everything. If you have children, well, I'm scared of having kids because they say it costs a million dollars to raise a child. Whatever, if... (laughs) you, Jesus. Let me hurry on here. Because this Psalm number one is a prosperity prescription for every area of our lives. Because he he ends verse three by saying, and whatever he does, whatever, 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 the whole, each, anything, everything, the totality, everything will prosper. Thank you, Lord. Ministry prosper. You go to school, you're supposed to prosper in school. Start a new career, supposed to prosper in that career. Start a side business, supposed to prosper in that side business. In everything. I was reading the other day, uh, yesterday, I guess that was. Yeah, it had to be yesterday. Proverbs 31. And that woman. I mean, I, I looked, I said, that's a bad girl. I just, I wrote down, I mean, I, my Bible, you know, I, I write in my Bible, because I, I want to know, I want to yeah, keep these notes. I said, boy, that, that girl prospered. I went through verse by verse, and I saw, can I just list these for y'all? She was an importer, a home manager, an investor, a producer, a tailor, a giver, a protector, an influencer, a clothier, an entrepreneur, a supplier, a praiser, an advisor, a caretaker, an achiever. I, I'm like, I mean, she prospered in whatever she did. You're not supposed to fail. Tell you neighbor you're not supposed to fail. in any area of your life. Amen. Pastor, how do we do this? Well, it's right there. It's in the text. Bless is the man. I got two points. Number one is you got to check or change your circle. check, and if need be, change your circle. Uh, this, this ain't deep. This ain't deep, January 1. This ain't deep. It's New Year's, baby. It's New Year's. I ain't finna go deep. I'm not finna go fourth dimension on y'all. I'm going right here on this first dimension where most people are struggling, right here. People, everybody want to go deep. Peace pass Pastor, go fourth dimension. No, you struggling in the first dimension. This three-dimensional world is tearing up your, your whole life, You're eating your lunch. This whole three-dimensional world is eating your lunch, and you want to go fourth dimension. I can go forth to mention. I pray in tongues enough to go forth to mention, but the, this, this three dimensions tearing our tails up. First thing I got to do is check my circle, and if need be, change my circle. Because notice what he says. Y'all have read it before, I'm sure. Blessed is the man, watch this, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So the man who's going to be blessed, the man who's going to have a prosperity guarantee is the man who makes sure his circle is right. And if your life still looks the same in 2023 as it did in 2020 and 2019 and 2021 and 2022, it's because you never adjusted. You never cleaned out. You never changed your circle. And you're still running with the same folk you ran with in 2018, the same broke and sick and lying and messy folk and raggedy, trifling. of a feather flock together. And if you want to soar like an eagle, you can't walk with chickens. You got to check your circle. Check your circle. Check your circle. Check your circle. Here's the question. Here's the question. Who's influencing your thinking behavior, and lifestyle. That's the question. Who's influencing your thinking, behavior, and lifestyle? Your thinking, your actions, your lifestyle. Because the circle you run in is the the group of people that influences your thinking, your behavior, and the lifestyle you live, meaning the, the results of your life. When I say lifestyle, I'm talking about, talking about how you, whether you live fortunately or unfortunately, whether you live prosperously or whether you live in poverty, whether you live in success or whether you live in constant failure. And God, the Bible says, The foolishness of man perverses ways, and its heart frets against the Lord. So God says, don't blame it on me if you're not getting the results you want. You don't, don't check up, check around. That's why I give you the household of faith. That's why I give you people of light, precious faith, because i got to get you around the right people that's going to influence you to think right, behave right, and live right. The Bible says blessed is the man who walks not. So don't walk around the ungodly. That word ungodly, if you got a good Bible, you'll see that in the margin to say wicked. So you walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. It says, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. So we have the ungodly or the wicked, we have the sinners, we have the scornful. There are three different groups of people. The wicked are those who are already in covenant with, with hell. The wicked are already in covenant with the devil. The wicked are those who they, they oppose God and they are out to defeat God's people. And they exist. The world is full of them. You read through the whole book of Psalms, you read through the whole book of Proverbs, you'll see constantly where, where the psalmist here and you'll, you'll see also Solomon through Proverbs is talking about the wicked. Then he talks about the sinners. They're two different people. Sinners may may do sin, but wicked people are different. Wicked people have no intention of serving God. Wicked people people have a a well made up mind to serve the devil. You know how you got a well made up mind to serve God? Wicked people have a well made up mind to serve the devil. They're wicked, not sinners. They're wicked. They've already covenanted with death and with hell. They're in agreement. And watch this. Here's the part you got to know. And they oppose God and they are out to destroy God's people. You better believe they exist. I said you better believe they exist. So then the Bible, that's what the Bible tells us, so don't walk in their counsel. Don't get advice from the wicked. Because you think the wicked are giving you good advice, but they are not on your side. They oppose God, and thus they oppose you. So if you take advice from the wicked, the advice is for your evil, not for your good. Oh, but they're smart. They are not on your side, baby. Oh, no, they got plenty of money. Great, but they're not on your side. In fact, they oppose you. Their their goal is to take everything you have. It's a setup. Their goal is to take, every, to destroy you and take everything you have. So the Bible says don't walk in their counsel. Don't walk in their advice. Don't walk in their wisdom. And yet the devil promotes them and makes it look like they have all the sense. The wicked ain't got the sense. They ain't got the sense. God got a billy goat. That's a hard head and a raggedy behind. We grew up saying that. Hard head No, they're wicked. And the Bible says, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, of the wicked. Don't take their advice. Because their advice is not going to get you to this success, this prosperity, to the blessing. It's actually intended to destroy you. Okay, let me help you with this. When the children of Israel were stuck, I should should, should say living in Egypt first. The children of Israel weren't always slaves in Egypt. They started out living in Egypt, right? But then the wicked Pharaoh rose up who did not know about God and did not know about Joseph. And that wicked Pharaoh came up with a scheme to defraud the children of Israel. And he presented the scheme in such a way that it looked appealing to them. Give us your gold and give us your silver, and we're going to give you the scare beetle, this this little uh, worthless money to use in the, in the currency for exchange. And so it sounded good. Okay, we're going to give you our gold and we'll give you our silver so we can operate in your system. They didn't know it was a wicked scheme from the enemy to take what God had given them. That was their gold, that was their silver that God had given them. And God's plan was for them to have all of Egypt's silver and all of Egypt's gold. But they got tricked out of God's plan and took on the wicked's plan. That's how they ended up being now plunged into slavery. Y'all missed it, y'all missed it, y'all missed it. Y'all missed it, come on, don't be distracted. They were plunged into slavery by trickery. I could go into in depth on this kind of stuff, but I don't want to mess with nobody's money. But, but that, that's what the devil's doing the same thing today with all his wicked tricks. When it comes to, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to how you raise your children. No, don't, no, don't whip your children. Just talk to them. I'm going to come on this side over here. No, don't whip your children. Just talk to them. Let your children ask you questions. And just, just just talk to them. Their goal is to destroy your godly seed. Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't walk in the counsel of the wicked. You want to be blessed? I said, Do you want to be blessed? So you got the ungodly, you got the wicked. You have, then he says, don't. Don't uh, stand in the path of sinners. Well, who are the sinners if they're not the wicked? The sinners are simply those who are not serving God. They're not wicked. They're just not serving God. How many of y'all know some good sinners out there? Come on, tell the truth. You know some really, really good? I mean, the nice, some sinners are nicer than Christians. Come on, I'm going to tell, tell the truth. There are some sinners I, I'd much rather hang around if I had to than some so-called Christians I know, because some sinners are nicer than pudding. They'll give you the shirt off their backs. Because they're not, they're not opposed to God, they just don't know God yet. They're not wicked, they're just sinners. And sinners do what sinners do. But the Bible says don't, don't uh, stand in their path, though. Now, that word path is the, is the Hebrew word direct, which means which means their manners, habits... Or ways, their manners, habits, or their ways. So don't stand in their manners, their habits, or their ways. Y'all, boy, now this, 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 this is where the church gets real quiet. Because I ain't going to follow the wicked, but the sinners, now I kind of like what the sinners do, you know. They, I like the sinners, the sinners make good music, and the sinners, they, 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 they make good Instagram posts. And uh, the sinners, you know, they're not wicked, but, you know, the sinners, they got it going on. And so what we do is we, we gaze into what the sinners are doing, and we, all of a sudden we start developing their manners, their habits, and their ways. That's the very reason why God told the children of Israel, when you go into the promised land, every country you meet, don't don't join with them. Because if you join with them, you're going to start learning their ways. You're going to learn their habits. You're going to learn their mannerisms. And they will turn your heart from serving me. That's the very reason why God told, told Solomon, Solomon, don't marry any of them foreign women. Don't marry foreign women, Solomon. Because if you do, they're going to turn your heart from me. But Solomon, didn't listen to God. Solomon got—he—he he liked them foreign women. He liked them exotics. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What do you have? Something like seven hundred wives, or three hundred wives, and three hundred concubines, something like that. Well, before you knew it, he was found himself in their manners, and their ways, and their habits. Before you know it, he's worshiping false gods. I found it in our Bible school class. That's what the whole book of Ecclesiastes is all about. The whole book of Ecclesiastes is about, is about Solomon finding out how stupid he was and repenting before God. Because he found himself out there and he, his, I mean Solomon had money but he, his, he, he had zapped all of his strength. He had lost everything in terms of internally. Spent money trying to be happy. With women trying to be happy. Drinking wine trying to be happy. Building things trying to be happy. And come to the conclusion all is vanity. Vanity of vanity because you can't follow their ways, their habits, and their manners and find happiness. Glory to God. So you got to check your circle. Are you walking in the council of the ungodly, wicked? Are you standing in the path of sinners? No, there's another, there's another group. There's another group. There's another group. There's another group because you say, well, I don't walk with the world. Okay. Well, sinners, I know some sinners, but, you know, I, I, don't, I don't stay around their path, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm holy. Okay. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Now, here's another, here's another group. There's another group, the scornful. Mockers. The thing about scornful and mockers is, scornful and mockers, they can be sinners or saints. Right, that's right. Right. Yes, sir. You can have sinners in the world who are mockers. We know the wicked mock God. The wicked mock the, the church. Many sinners mock our ways. But you'll find also, which you got to be very careful, this is why you got to check your circle, that there may be, there may be some... Some uh, Christians who are scornful, who are mockers. How do you know, Pastor? Because what what mockers do is, what the scornful do is, they mock your faith. They ridicule your beliefs. They ridicule your church attendance. You already went on Sunday. You go on Wednesday too? Here it is. It don't take all that. Nobody ever heard it? Nobody ever heard that? It don't take... Why y'all got to do all that praising? It don't take all that. Y'all fasting? It don't take all that. You reading the Bible again? It don't take all that. You giving this offering? It don't take all that. The moment you hear somebody that says it don't take all that, run from them. Y'all missed what I said. Because they are the scornful. They are scorning, they are mocking your ways. And they might be Christians. Y'all have all heard it. Y'all all heard it, heard it. You know, y'all part of a cult. Y'all. Come on, y'all. If you've been in this church a long time, you're going to hear it at some point in your life. You've been this church, they're going to say, you part of a cult. Yes, yep, what they're doing is they're the scornful, they're the mockers. The Bible says, avoid them. Avoid them. Oh, That's right. Don't sit in their seat. Word, Why? Because you're, you're aiming for this blessed life. Right. 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 And you're doing what God is telling you to do to walk into this blessed life, and they're going to tell you it don't take all that. And then you look at them like, well, let me let me let me evaluate your life. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. When they tell you don't take all that, but you look at their life like, well, maybe it don't take all that, but it take more than what you're doing because what you what what you're doing is not working. They ridicule your faith. They ridicule your beliefs. They ridicule your devotion. They ridicule your good habits. And the Bible says, so don't sit in the seat. That word seat literally means don't sit in their assembly. Don't sit in their dwelling. Don't, don't be in their company. Oh, boy. See, y'all, y'all, y'all don't like this because, see, when, when it says check your circle, change your circle, you think about all the, all the, all the you know, the, the, the crummy friends. No, this, this might be, it might be some okay might be some family I wasn't gonna say it uh, it might be some of your church friends just because they up in here don't mean well they not scornful are they doing it no you missed it Are they doing it? Because if they're not doing it, they're scorning it. Because if you didn't scorn it, you'll do it. Either you're doing it or you're mocking it. So, so, so you got to, you got to, you got to check your circle. Here's a question you got to ask everybody, everybody in your circle. Do the people around you encourage your obedience to God or not? Do they encourage your obedience to God or not? First Corinthians 15.33 says this. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits, good manners evil company, you hang around the wrong people is going to corrupt your good habits. Makes a difference who you walk with. Proverbs 13.20 says this, he who walks with wise men will be wise but the companion of fools will be destroyed. You let fools hang out in your circle you'll be destroyed with them. Your environment makes all the difference. You gotta. Keep, your environment makes all the difference. Remember, we talked about that tree planted by the river water. Yes, sir. The, the tree is in the right environment to produce. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The tree is in the right environment to produce. So, if you're not in the right environment, you won't produce. In, in fact what I the very little I know about agriculture is the soil that you're around, the soil you're planted in will determine uh, sometimes the fragrance of your fruit because you, you're going whether you try or not you're gonna draw from what you're around. So if you're around negative, unbelieving, pessimistic, Scandalous Y'all I'm gonna say this I'm gonna say this right here. This this just this just for the men. No, no, it's not just for the, everybody. You hang with cheaters, you'll cheat. Okay, I'm gonna just, just let's get back on let's get back on the text here. You you take on the characteristics of those in your circle. You want to be friendly and cordial, wonderful, but I can't walk in your path and sit in your seat. Because my environment makes all the difference. I need people of like precious faith. Tell your neighbor, I need you, I need you. I need people like you people who believe God people who are going to serve God people who are tired of playing games with God oh you i missing is anybody here tired of playing games with God God ain't, ain't got time to play no games I'm going to walk right I'm going to talk right I'm going to live right I'm going to do right I'm going to treat my neighbor right I'm going to treat my brother right God I'm going to honor you I'm going to serve you I'm going to obey you I don't have time to play any games with you Because if I get in that kind of environment, I'm going, to, I'm going to produce this kind of life. I'm telling you, you might want to check all your friends today. Go through your Facebook, go to your Instagram, go, go through your, your, your Twitter, unfollow, unsubscribe, un, 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 unfan, un whatever y'all do. Un, if, if they if they, if they scornful, if they're mocking, if they're sinning, if they're wicked, unfollow. In the world, I'm gonna follow somebody and they're wicked. I'm a fan of somebody and they, they're sinners. Subscribe to your scorn. Oh, wow. Alright, let's let's do this last one here. Last one here. Well, last one and a half. Check. Here's here's the next one. Check and change your thinking. Because here's the question, what's filling your thoughts? What's controlling your mindset? Because he tells us in verse 1 what not to do. But in verse 2 he tells us what to do. He says this man who's going to be blessed, his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night. His delight I delight in God's law. Or we can say in God's word. Do you delight in God's word? Or do do you want to pick the Bible up when we're reading it here in church on Sunday? Because the whole Bible is God's redemptive plan from Genesis to Revelation, redemptive plan of man to redeem man from sin, to redeem man from the curse, to redeem man from poverty, to redeem man from sickness, to redeem man from lack, to redeem man from depression, to redeem man from everything the devil brought. It's God's plan from Genesis to Revelation. So if I'm going to get out of any and all of that, I, got, I need to get into God's word. I need to, to delight in his word day and night. I make his word more, more important than my necessary food. Some people, that you, you can't get in to skip one meal a day. I gotta eat breakfast. I gotta eat lunch. I gotta eat dinner. I gotta have a snack between breakfast and lunch. I gotta have a snack between lunch and dinner. Gotta have a midnight snack. But all from the word, and they can't read more than two sentences. In and yet in this word is the prescription for your prosperity. The whole Bible is covered in it. He says this man is going to be blessed. He delights in the law or the word of the Lord and in his law or his word, he meditates day and night. Are y'all getting this this here? So God has made it so. Here's here's how God designs you. Listen to me very carefully. He designed you that if you infuse your spirit with the word... His word will cause you to prosper. I'll say it again. He designed you and me such that. Do you know? Okay, let me let me let me help you with this. You know the Bible says we're born again, not of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. So we're born again of the seed of the word. So you and I are born by word. We're born by word. Now, fish are born in water. If you take a fish out of water, it'll die. Beasts are born from their parents, from their mom. You disconnect the the child from the parent, it'll die. You and I are born of the Word. If we disconnect from the Word, we will die. That's why the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, Matthew 4, verse 4, it says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So your ability to live and function and prosper is by us getting in, delighting in the word of God. Somebody shout the word of God. So he says, I got to delight in it. I got to delight in it. I got to meditate in it. Over in Psalm 112, y'all ever read Psalm 112 verse 3 about whether riches being in his house? Y'all know that, but you know how Psalm 112 starts? Verse 1, blessed is the man who fears the Lord and delights greatly in His commandments? You can't skip to wealth and riches till you get verse one. If you don't get verse one down, you don't qualify for verse three. So I've got to fear God and delight in His word. I delight in it. I told you, I kiss my Bible. I don't, I don't, I mean, even just the physical book, I don't let anybody, don't sit anything in my Bible. If I walk by and somebody in my house has something sitting there, Baba, I move it. This, this is the word of God. It's our sustenance. This is more important than any greens, than any yams, than any blackout peas, than any grapes. It's more important than anything you could eat today this whole year. This is what we need to live by. But watch this. If we are not delighting in the word, we're delighting in something else. And if we're not meditating on his word, it's because we're meditating on something else. What are you meditating on? Because watch this, watch this. What you meditate is what you manifest. Y'all missed it. See, the world has taken that in that new age. And they've taken that same principle, you manifest what you meditate on. Well, they're right. That's why the Bible tells us meditate his word day and night. Y'all remember Joshua chapter 1 verse 8? God told Joshua, he said, Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may be careful to observe all that's written therein, for therein you shall make your way prosperous, and therein you shall have good success. So he said, Joshua, your success, your prosperity is tied to how much you delight in and meditate on this word. And the devil wants us to meditate on football and Instagram, come on now. It, it, the devil, it's, it's just funny how he's, the devil sets up this stuff. These little Instagram, these little YouTube, these little shorts. This it's just, is just a little 30-second little video. But before you know it, you've watched three hours worth of it. I mean, you don't mean to. Ask me how I know. Because I've done it plenty of times. Like, oh, Lord, I don't sit here and waste 45 minutes watching 30-second shorts of stupid stuff. Time I could have been meditating on the Word of God. All right. Thank you, Lord. So the Word of God is going to change from the inside out. Remember, I said to you, what you manifest is what you what you meditate is what you Amen. manifest. Yes, okay. Amen. All right. So I'm, I'm I'm clearing out my space. That's the word they use. today, they mean space. I need to clear out my space. Check who's in your space. Don't let sinners and ungodly and swarm people in your space. But meditate on his word day and night. Because this changes your thinking. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart. So the word changes your thinking. Be transformed, Romans 12, 2, by the renewing of your mind. So your mind is renewed by the word of God. This word will go in and rewire, reprogram. You're thinking. Because what you see is what you become. Jesus told the disciples, He said, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. They became what they saw. When Jacob, God gave Jacob a dream, prophetic dream to make him prosperous. God told him, showed him how to how to uh, peel back. Um, rods so that the, 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 the goats and the lambs would see something and they, they responded based on what they saw. So when you and I see the word, we become what we see. Give, give me James one twenty five. James one twenty five. Just give me one verse. James one twenty five. James one twenty five. Glory to God. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this one will be blessed in what he does. As you look into this word, you become something. All right, last thing. Everybody say last thing. Number one, I said check your, your circle and change it if you have to. Number two, check your thinking and change it if you have to. Here's the last one. This one is is is... Is powerful. I wasn't going to include it, but I had to include it. It's to check or to change your status. Pastor, what do you mean by that? There's a, there's a word that's, that's right there in verse 3. And that guarantee, and whatever he does shall prosper, whatever he does shall prosper. It's the word does. And whatever he does shall prosper. So you got to check your status. Are you doing or are you just thinking about it? This is the part I know. I knew y'all wouldn't like that part. Are you just hoping and wishing are you doing? Because it didn't say whatever you hope will prosper. It didn't say whatever you think will prosper. It didn't say whatever you wish will prosper. It said whatever you do. So there's an action required of us to see prosperity. Okay, let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Okay, you're married. Your marriage is supposed to prosper. Whatever. Are you putting in action? Are you doing anything for or toward the success of your marriage? Or are you just hoping the marriage is gonna work out? Wow, right. Y'all yes, not saying of it. I'm just praying, Lord, I'm believing God's gonna work out, but you don't you don't speak. I knew to get quiet in this Presbyterian church right there. You don't ever show appreciation. You don't ever buy a gift. You don't ever say thank you. You don't ever say good morning. You don't ever see what are you doing? You don't ever hold hands. You don't ever go out. Make something, do something, buy something, say something. Y'all, quiet. I know it. Okay, talk about parenting, and pastor. Okay, I'm talking about parenting. Whatever you do shall prosper. What are you doing as a parent? Are you just hoping the kids turn out right? What are you doing? Are you nurturing them? Are you giving them a good environment? Are you talking to them? Are you talking to your children? Are you spending time with your children or do you put them on a tablet while you're on a tablet in another room? See, because if that's the case, you're not doing anything. You're hoping. But it didn't say whatever you hope shall prosper. It says whatever you do. Doing anything for a promotion on your job? Are you doing? Come on now, I ain't gonna leave y'all. I ain't gonna leave y'all out there now. Are you doing anything? Or are you just hoping that you get a promotion? Showing up late. I'm hoping for a promotion. Not attending any trainings. Not 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 getting any kind of certifications. Not presenting ideas to the people who are in charge. See, come on now. I'm, I'm, I'm almost tired of y'all faith people who keep talking about keep talking about what I'm believing God for. What, okay, what are you doing though? Because faith without works is dead being alone. So don't tell me you believe in God for a promotion. And you're not doing. See, you gotta do whatever he do. whatever he does shall prosper. I don't, want to, I don't want to talk about the business people. I can't talk about business people because business people are just hoping for success. You ain't, you ain't advertising. You ain't marketing nothing. You ain't, you ain't talking. No, people in, in your family don't even know you're in business. And you you're, not, you're not doing anything. One day I'm going to bless with a million dollars in my business. Well, what are you doing? What research are you doing? What development are you doing? What what innovation are you doing? What what, what are you doing? Y'all quiet. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to let you go eat your black-eyed peas and hope for, for some good luck. But what are you doing? Tell you, maybe, you got to do something. You got to do something. You got to do something. People don't like this. Everybody like just prophesy. Just prophesy. Just prophesy. Just prophesy. Just prophesy. Just prophesy. No, no. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to prophesy you, I'm going to lay hands on you, but I'm going to tell you the truth, you got to still do something. You can fall out on the floor, but when you get up, you got to go do something. Take a class, dog. on it, do something. Woo. Woo. People fall on the floor, you got to throw towels all over them and everything, and get up and go... Pastor said, I'm going to be rich. (laughs) What you going to do now? Go home and watch TV. I'm believing one day I'm going to have my degree. Have you applied to the school? Have you you gone and checked courses? Have you done anything? What, What have you done? Or oh, you want them to come to your house and enroll you? They're not coming to your house to enroll you. They're not coming to your house to do anything. No, 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 no. This is, because I know God is not a liar, a guarantee that whatever I do, Shall prosper. Twenty twenty three. I have a guarantee that I'm gonna prosper. Cause I'm gonna change my circle. I'm gonna change my thinking. I'm gonna change my status. I'm gonna get up and do something. Nothing comes to a dreamer but a dream. To a sleeper, that's what it say. Nothing comes to a sleeper but a dream. You know, you know your Bible says, y'all can stand up. The, the Bible says the lazy man is brother to a destroyer. The lazy man. Can I, can I say this too while I'm at it? You know one of the most troubling things is, I know people aren't going to like me about this. It, it, just, it just baffles me the amount of young people who are not in school anywhere, not working any sort of job that's going to take care of a family, and okay with it because they can buy a pair of Air Force Ones every, every three months. you young men, all you young ladies in this church get in school but God didn't tell me to go to school well what did he tell you to do? what did he tell you to do? he didn't tell you to go to movies last night either but you went I'm waiting on God waiting on God to tell me to go to school waiting on God to tell me to go to school Uh, you gotta do something oh yeah if you gonna live in St. Pete you're going to move past Taco Bell and TJ Maxx and all that kind of stuff. You're going to get past that. I'm trying to tell you. You just talk about rent. We ain't going to talk about eating and lights. I'm just saying. See, we, we're, we're plagued. I, I tell you this. I'll tell you this. this was, I heard this um, back in 2020. It was so powerful when I heard it. Uh, Perry Stone was preaching, teaching on, a, on the broadcast. He talked about the days of, of uh, Lot. Jesus said, when I come back, it'll be as it was in the days of, of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he said, one of the things people talk about with Sodom and Gomorrah all the time, Elder baker, is this. He talk about the homosexuality and the perversion. And that's all true That's all true We see that It's clear That we see the perversion The homosexuality um, Transgenderism All that kind of stuff That was prevalent in that day is, is, Is around now And that's all true But what also Was indicative of Sodom and Gomorrah Was they The Bible says They sat idle They sat idle Which meant They weren't doing anything yeah, perversion, homosexuality, that's, that's true. It's, it's out there. But what we see out here as well, Deacon Robert, is this idleness. People doing nothing. Whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does shall prosper. And I know it's like a, a broken record to you because I'm always bringing this up, but I got to keep doing it. You got to do something. We can prophesy and cry and fall out and run around all all we want to, but we got to get up and do something. My raises and my praise. Yes, 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 yes. My raises and my praise. I got you. Praise, praise, praise. But when you finish praising, still got to do something. Right now, colleges in this city are begging for students. You could could pretty much go and not pay a dime. Well, ain't nobody got four years. What you gonna do the next four years anyway? Play PlayStation? It's gonna pass anyway, the four years gonna pass anyway. Some of you older people need to go back to school. Yes, sir. No, they got enough grants out there for seniors who want to go back to school. People want to change careers. There's enough grants out there for people who just want to, I want to do something new. Because right now the workforce is so, sh- oh, so shallow, they're begging for people to work. I don't know why I got off on all that, but I'm just saying it's just, it just, it just, Bothers me, Eduardo, when I see people just—just just, come on, do something. I mean, able-bodied people, not strung out. I'm talking about able-bodied in their right minds, and just not doing anything. Do something. Get a skill. Go to P Tech. You, good gracious, go and learn a trade and. You come out making almost six figures your first six months out of school. You can, I mean, it's... it's Joe, Y'all, you look, y'all looking for help in construction? I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Because the, the, the job you're doing now ain't going to cut it. Don't come to me about passing. I'm thinking about getting married. No, you're not. No, you are not. No, you are not. Stop thinking about that. I'm, talk, I'm talking about the guys. I'm talking about the, talking about the guys. I want no guys telling me to about thing about like getting married, and you still talking about. Yeah, you can't take the. No, 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 don't you get married. Stay with your mama. Why are you saying this? you do it, prosper. You got a trade, a talent, a gifting, a skill. It'll prosper. When you get married, it'll prosper if you do it God's way. You have children, it'll prosper if you do it God's way. Start a business. Hallelujah. You can sell hot dogs and prosper. Am I right about it? you can sell hot dogs and prosper man change your circle you don't have time to be gaming all day with people all across the world you don't even know where they are you gaming (laughs) guys, grown men (laughs) and you're not producing hey stop it up, grow up, grow up. up. Leave that for the little 12-year-olds. Thank you, Lord. My desire is that this year you will prosper in every area of your life. Like you never have had before, it's a guarantee. I'm not taking any more losses, no more failures, no, no, no. I have a guarantee of prosperity, and I'll see it this year. Thank you, Father, for this time. Thank you for this word. Thank you that your people have received. I pray that, Father, that the enemy will not be able to steal what you've given to your people, that, Lord, we'll walk it out and do it and see the manifestation of it in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, deacons, let's take, let's receive this.